Good morning, dear friends, brothers and sisters in the practice. Welcome to the second week of uh, our summer retreat. In a, we are in the still water meditation hall of uh, Upper Hamlet. We are going to uh, start with uh, the chanting. The monastics uh, will uh, invoke the name of uh, Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva of uh, Deep Listener, the Bodhisattva of Great uh, Compassion, The Bodhisattva has the power to listen, to listen to his own suffering. And he has the capacity of understanding the suffering inside of him. And because he is able to understand the suffering inside of him, he is able also to understand the suffering in the other person, in the other people. <clears throat> Understanding suffering always uh, allows compassion to be born. And the energy of compassion has the power to heal and to transform. And if we practice, we can do also like uh, the Bodhisattva Avalokita. We can listen to our own suffering so that we can uh, understand the roots and the nature of that suffering. And we know that understanding suffering always uh, helps helps uh, the energy of compassion to, to be born. When you look into another person, and if you are capable of seeing the suffering in him or in her, compassion is born in your heart. And you do not have uh, the desire to punish him or her anymore. You are not angry at him or her anymore just because you have seen the suffering in him or in her. And you want to say something, uh, to do something in order to help that person to suffer less. It means that compassion is born in your heart. So the truth is that when suffering is understood, Compassion arises, and compassion has the power to heal. And that is why uh, we need to practice the practice of deep listening. We have to go home to ourselves and listen to the suffering inside of us. Most of, uh, <clears throat> most of the people in our time, they don't like to do that. They don't want to go home to themselves and listen to their own suffering. They want to do the opposite. 
they try to run away from their suffering. They try to cover up that suffering. They pretend that the suffering is not there. And most of us uh, use the path of uh, con- consumption in order to, to do so. We turn on the television, not because the program is so interesting, but because we don't want to get in touch with the suffering inside. We listen to the music for the same purpose. We pick up a magazine to read, a book to read, because we, we need something to occupy our mind so that we will not have to get in touch with suffering inside. We go to the internet for the same purpose. So most of us try to run away, try to avoid getting in touch with the suffering. But in this practice, we are encouraged to go home and to get in touch with the suffering inside. There is a wounded child in us that is calling us day and night. And we need to go home and take care of him or her. We need to recognize the suffering inside of us and hold it tenderly like a mother holding a baby. And holding our suffering like that, understanding will arise and uh, help uh, the energy of compassion to be born. The suffering inside of us carries within itself the suffering of our father, the suffering of our mother, and the suffering of our ancestors. That is why when we understand the suffering inside of us, we can understand at the same time the suffering of our parents and our ancestors. The suffering inside of us also reflects the suffering of our society, of our nation, and of the world. And that is why understanding our own suffering, we'll be able to understand the suffering of our people, our society. We are not afraid of being overwhelmed by the suffering inside because we know how to go home without fear. If we know how to practice mindful breathing, and then we generate the energy of mindfulness. And with that energy of mindfulness, we can very well recognize the suffering inside and begin to embrace it like a mother holding her baby. And practicing holding suffering is easier when you are supported by the collective energy of mindfulness generated by your community. As everyone in the community is practicing mindful breathing and generating the energy of mindfulness, we can create a powerful collective energy of mindfulness 
And if we know how to make good use of that quality of energy, we can go home without fear. But that energy of mindfulness, we can very well get in, get in touch with the suffering and hold it. So when the when the when the monastics sent the name of Avalokita for the first time, they tried to go home to themselves and get in touch with the suffering in themselves. And the purpose is clear, is to allow the energy of compassion to arise. Because they know that compassion has the power to heal. And when they sent the name for the second time, they reached out and recognized the suffering in the people in front of them, on their left, on their right. And the purpose is exactly the same, to allow the energy of compassion to be born. And when they sent it for the third time, they reached out and got in touch with the suffering in the world. Violence, fear, anger, hate, despair, killing, destruction, injustice. And again, that have the energy of compassion to arise. And when the energy of mindfulness and compassion is powerful enough, it begins to heal us and heal the people around us. So reciting the name, sending the name of Avalokita is not exactly a prayer. That is a practice to generate the energy of mindfulness and compassion in order to heal. To heal ourselves and help heal everyone in the in the Sangha, in the in the community. That is why when we listen, when we sit and listen, we have to contribute into the practice. We should borrow, we should make good use of the collective energy generated by the chanting and go home to ourselves and recognize the suffering inside and embrace it tenderly. That's what we, we need to do. And with the collective energy of the Sangha, we are no longer afraid of being overwhelmed by the suffering inside. There is a tension in our body. There may be pain in our body. And if we allow the energy of uh, the Sangha to penetrate in our, into our body, we'll be able to release the tension in our body and reduce the amount of pain in our body after a few minutes of uh, listening. You don't need to do much. Just allow our body and our mind to be embraced by the Sangha, by the collective energy of Sangha. And this is uh, possible. This is not too difficult to do. It's like a drop of water in the river. She does not struggle. She just allows herself to be embraced by the river transported by the river, 
carried by the river. And we do exactly like that. Sitting here, we surrender to the Sangha. We allow the collective energy of mindfulness of the Sangha to embrace our pain, our sorrow. And if we allow the energy to penetrate into our, into our body, we will release the tension in our body and feel better after a few minutes. If we have uh, some amount of fear or anger or despair in our heart, it's time to open our heart and allow the collective energy of mindfulness and compassion of the Sangha to penetrate and help embrace it. Dear Sangha, this is my pain, this is my anger, this is my fear. Alone, I cannot hold it because my mindfulness is still weak. I am just a beginner in the practice. So please uh, help me to recognize and embrace the pain, the sorrow, the fear, and despair in my heart. That is like a drop of water allowed herself to be embraced by the whole river. This is uh, possible, easy enough to do. Just sit there, relax, and allow yourself to be embraced by the Sangha, surrendered by the Sangha. This is called taking refuge in the Sangha. And if uh, we open our heart and allow the collective energy of the Sangha to penetrate into our heart and help embrace the pain, the sorrow, the fear, then you feel better after a few minutes of uh, practice. And if you have someone in the family who, who suffers uh, a lot at this time, who could not come to the retreat, we can very well send this collective energy to him or to her at home or in the hospital. Just by thinking of that person or calling her name, his name silently in your mind. And the energy of healing will be transferred to that person right this morning. If we follow our in-breath and out-breath with mindfulness, we'll be able to stop our thinking. Because the thinking will take us away from the here and the now. Just focus your attention on your in-breath and out-breath and stay in the here and the now and allow our body and our mind to be embraced by the Sangha. That is the practice this morning. Mindfulness of suffering, mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of chanting that have the power to heal and to transform. We can uh, invite the children to come in. They need uh, the collective energy of the Sangha. Hold the children, please. Mời các thầy, các sư cô đứng dậy.
sẽ có các sư cô nghe lắng nghe tiếng vĩ cầm mà tuần theo đừng có tuần thấp lắng nghe tiếng vĩ cầm mà tuần theo Can you stay on the other side? No? Ah, yeah, yeah. Last time they didn't hear. Last time. It's the sound system. They don't make it. And normally on tour, the sister stands on this side. I don't know when we come to come where the sister stands on that side. Ừ, thường thường các sư cô đứng bên tay trái này là sao không phải tất cả các sư cô đứng bên trái mọi thường thường là như vậy nhưng mà thầy pháp áo can you make the the sound of violin violin stronger Because uh, the sisters uh, need to to hear the violin. Có nghe không? Thầy Pháp Bảo có nghe không? Làm sao cho cái tiếng... Uh, uh, được không? Oh, được rồi.
The children are requested to go out and practice. Les enfants sont priés de sortir pour pratiquer dehors. Bonne journée. And the Sangha is invited to stand up and do some mindful movements before sitting down.
trời tự tại We will start uh, the 10 mindfulness movement together. So it's a, it's a way to be really present together in our body and just, just touch the present moment and joy.
Every time we hear the bell, we practice uh, listening together. Not only in the meditation hall, but uh, outside as well. That is the tradition of Plum Village. When you hear the bell, you stop talking and you stop thinking. No talking, no thinking. And you go back to yourself and enjoy breathing in and breathing out deeply three times. If you are doing something, you may like to stop doing that. If that something is not too um, important. But if you are doing something that needs a lot of uh, attention, like uh, bringing a pot of boiling water, then you can continue mindfully. And you can finish it mindfully, what uh, what you are doing. But usually, uh, when we hear the bell, we stop what we are doing, we stop what we are saying, and we stop what we are thinking. And because the bell is the voice of the Buddha, calling us to go home to ourselves. So we have to listen to the voice of the Buddha inside. Because uh, in our daily life, um, very often our body is there, but our mind is not there. Our mind is caught in the past. You, you, uh, you, you regret, you are sorrowful about the past. You go back to the past and you like to, to continue to suffer. of what has happened in the past. Our mind is uh, caught in the future. We are afraid. We are uncertain about the future. We worry about future. So the future becomes a prison. So the bell is reminding us to go home to the present moment. So we uh, pay attention to our in-breath and we breathe in and we release and the past and the future and become a free person. And we need only one, two or three seconds in order to become a free person, to be free from the regret and the sorrow concerning the past, to be free from the fear the anxiety continues in the future. Freedom is possible with one in-breath. That is called mindful breathing. Mindful breathing can generate the energy of freedom. And there is no happiness possible without freedom. And one in-breath is enough to get us, to set us free. If uh, you are truly mindful, when you breathe in, in. When you are truly mindful of your in-breath, you are very concentrated in your in-breath. 
And if you are concentrated in your in-breath, you release everything else. Not only the past, the future, but your projects, your fear, your uncertainty. Because you are so concentrated on your in-breath. And to concentrate on our in-breath is not something difficult, something um, difficult to do, something um, um, that we have to suffer. It can be very pleasant. Just breathing, breathing in. We can enjoy our in-breath. A good practitioner always enjoys her in-breath and her out-breath as well. I do. When I breathe in, I enjoy my in-breath. I feel alive. It's a wonder to be alive and to be breathing in. (laughs) A person who is already dead does not breathe in anymore. Therefore, I breathe, therefore I'm alive. And you touch the miracle of being alive. And that is the greatest of all miracles. To be alive is a miracle. Many monks of my generation, they they have passed away. And I breathe for them, I work for them. And that awareness brings joy because I touch the wonder, the miracle of being alive by breathing in mindfully, breathing out mindfully, and walk mindfully. So just uh, breathe in and focus your attention on your in-breath and enjoy breathing in. And you release the past, the future, and, and your projects. And during that moment, breathing in, you need one, two, or three, or four seconds breathing in. During these four seconds, you are truly alive. You are truly present because your mind has come home to your body. When your mind is with your body, you are fully present. You are fully alive. And you can get in touch with the wonders of life that are available only in the present moment. The past is no longer there. And the future is not yet there. Only in the present moment that uh, life is available. Life and all the wonders of life are available. And that is why one in-breath helps us to go home to the here and the now and touch life deeply. And that is meditation. And you don't need to sit in a meditation hall to do so. Walking outside, you enjoy every step, you enjoy every breath. You are alive, you are fully present. And that is a miracle of mindfulness. Mindfulness allows you to be fully present in the here and the now and to get in touch with the wonders of life so that you can be nourished and healed. And that is why the practice of mindful breathing is so important to learn. 
when you spend three hours with your computer, you forget completely that you have a body. You are not very alive during these three hours because the body is not with the mind and the mind is not with the body. In Plum Village, we also use computers. But our brothers and sisters, they program a bell mindfulness in the computer. And every 15 minutes, they hear the bell. And they stop working. They go back to, your, to their in-breath. They breathe deeply. They bring their mind back to their body. If you like, you can download the sound of bell from our website. So breathing in mindfully is to bring our mind home to our body and become fully present in the here and the now. And we have a chance to live deeply our life. So when we hear the bell, we stop together. Not only our talking, but also our thinking. Because we, the time is to enjoy breathing in and go home to the here and the now. So that is a wonderful moment. That is a very pleasant moment. And breathing in is something pleasant agreeable to do, joyful. And you do not need to make an effort to breathe, to breathe in. Because we are breathing in and out all day long. We need only to focus our attention on our in-breath and out-breath. And that is mindfulness of breathing. And when we do that together, we create a collective energy of mindfulness that can be very healing and transforming. And when you come to a retreat, what you profit the most is the collective energy of mindfulness generated by the practice of the whole Sangha. Monks, nuns, lay practitioners are breathing together are working together. And that is why the collective energy of mindfulness is so powerful. And if you allow ourselves to be in that zone of energy, transformation and healing become much easier. And we can contribute to that collective energy by the practice of mindful walking and mindful breathing. Usually in Plum Village, uh, we uh, practice uh, breathing in and breathing out with uh, a verse. There are many verses for you to use when you breathe in and out. And the most uh, popular is, uh, I listen, I listen. This wonderful sound brings me back to my true home. When you breathe in, you say, I listen. That is not a declaration. That is a practice. 
you invite all the cells in your body to join you in listening to the bell. Deep listening. All the cells in your body come in phase and join you in everything. That is very powerful. And that in-breath will be healing and nourishing. You are very concentrated. If you, you invite all the cells in your body to breathe in with you, and many of us can do that. We listen with our whole body, not with uh, the ear, the mind and the body. Fully together, concentrated, and listen to the bell. I listen. I listen. Oh, we listen. We means all the cells together. We are a community. Many billions of cells. And we are joining each other and listening to the bell. The energy of mindfulness and concentration can be very powerful. So don't think that breathing in is an easy, uh, simple uh, uh, practice. It can be very deep. And when we breathe out, we say, this wonderful sound brings me back to my true home. My true home is in the here and the now. Because only in the here and the now that you can get in touch with life. Everything we are looking for is in the present moment. Happiness, peace, love, the kingdom of God, the the, the Buddha, the land of the Buddha, the pure land of the Buddha, they are all available in the here and the now. Don't look for them in the future. <coughs> the pure land of the Buddha or the kingdom of God is not something abstract. It's not an idea. It is a reality that you can get in touch when you go home to the here and the now. For many of us, we can see the kingdom of God in a tiny flower on our path of mindful walking. The kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God is available in the here and the now. That's what we we experience. It is not an idea. It's not a notion. It is a reality. The kingdom of God is on earth. It can be touched through a flower, the sunshine, a tree, a child, a river. If you have enough mindfulness and concentration, and you have the insight that the kingdom of God, the pure land of Buddha, is available in the here and the now. That is what I experience. And walking meditation is to enjoy walking in the kingdom of God. After the Dhamma talk, we shall do walking together. We shall walk in mindfulness and concentration so that the kingdom become real. The kingdom is there or not. 
It depends on whether we are mindful or concentrated or not. The kingdom is available. The problem is whether you are available to the kingdom. And to make yourself available to the kingdom, the easiest way is to breathe in mindfully and bring your mind home to your body. And with only one step, you can go into the kingdom. You do not have to die in order to go to the kingdom of God. It may be too late. You have to be very alive. And in order to be alive, you need to know how to breathe in mindfully. And the bell is a reminder whether this is a a small bell or a bell that that is in the bell tower. That is the voice of the Buddha from within, calling us home to the here and the now. I listen. I listen. This wonderful sound brings me back to my true home. My true home is the kingdom of God in the here and the now. And when you are mindful and concentrated, and the crying of the baby can be part of uh, the kingdom of God. That's life. In Plum Village, we learn to walk so that every step can bring us home to the here and the now, to the kingdom of God, to the pure land of the Buddha. Because uh, wonders of life are there. And there are many refreshing and healing elements inside and around us. And mindfulness helps us to be in touch with these, uh, these wonders of life. We need nourishment and healing. We need to be in touch with these uh, nourishing and healing elements of life inside of us and around us. And mindful breathing, mindful walking are what we need in order to do so. Every breath is healing. Every breath can be healing. If you know how to breathe, if you allow yourself to be healed, if you know how to enjoy 
You're in breath and out breath. Every night when I go to bed, I allow myself to to be lying um, relaxingly on my bed. I stop my thinking. I enjoy my in breath and out breath. This is the sound of the clock. My in breath usually uh, lasts four seconds. That's the average, four or five seconds. And my out breath is uh, last about six seconds. Four seconds for breathing in, six seconds for breathing out. And I enjoy breathing in and out and go to and go to my, uh, my go to sleep and so you may like to do so when you go to bed allow your body to relax breathe in you breathe in and you smile to your body and you enjoy your in breath you may count the seconds and you stop completely your thinking if you can stop your thinking and then to go to to sleep is much easier and that's what I do. As for walking, you may start with uh, two steps while breathing in. When I breathe in, I may like to make two steps. And I say, I have arrived. I have arrived. And this is not a declaration. This is not wishful thinking. This is a practice. You have to really arrive in the here and the now. We need a little bit of training in order to arrive in the here and the now with every step. I have arrived. Arrive. And when you are able to arrive to 100% in the here and the now, you have the peace and the joy right away. Because we have been running all our life. There is no peace, there is no satisfaction. And I am determined not to run anymore. And every step is to help me to stop and to arrive in the here and the now. And it's very uh, pleasant to arrive in the here and the now, in the kingdom of God. I have arrived. I have arrived. And you might like to focus your attention here on the sole of your foot and touch the earth like you kiss the earth with your feet. Mother Earth is there. I am kissing her with uh, my feet. Please pay attention. You may like to pay attention to the contact between your foot and the ground behind. Touching Mother Earth with your feet and getting the healing and the nourishment that you need. Always go back to her and get the healing 
and the nourishment. There are those of us who can heal ourselves just by walking meditation. I have arrived. I have arrived. That is uh, two steps while breathing in. When you are alone, you can do slow walking. Just one breath and one step. I have arrived. You are. You can, with some planning, you can arrive 100% in the here and now. And since you are alone, you can take time to enjoy making that step. And if you have not arrived to 100%, stay there, don't make another step. And breathe out and breathe in again until you arrive to 100% in the here and now. Challenge yourself. And when you know that you have arrived 100% in the here and now, you smile. A smile of victory. And you make another step. You don't risk to make, to create a, a situation of uh, traffic jam because you are walking alone. I have arrived. I am home. Learning to stop running, to arrive in the present moment, to be alive. And this is our practice. And if we walk with a Sangha, and then two steps, maybe two steps, maybe what we want to try. I have arrived, I have arrived, for in, your in-breath. And when you breathe out, you may make three steps. I am home, I am home, home. And we know that home is the here and the now. The address of home is here and the now. The address of happiness also is here and the now. The address of the kingdom of God is also here and now. It's easy to remember. And a practitioner always go home to the here and the now. And it will become a habit to stay home. And later on, your lungs may tell you that uh, she will be, they will be happier. If you make uh, three steps while breathing in, and then you give uh, your lungs exactly that number, I have arrived, arrived, arrived. Provided that every step brings you pleasure, and joy, and peace. Because every step can be joyful. Every step can be healing and nourishing. And every step can bring you freedom. Freedom from what? Freedom from the past, the sorrow and the regret concerning in the past. Freedom from the fear and the uncertainty from the future. One cannot be happy unless one has freedom. This is not political freedom. This is a freedom from, from worries, from fear and so on. So if uh, your 
uh, during your in-breath, you make uh, three steps, and then during your out-breath, you may make uh, five steps. Because our out-breath is uh, always a little bit longer than our in-breath. And every step should be joy, uh, pleasant. If you suffer during walking meditation, your practice is not good. And if you enjoy every step, and then that is good practice. And uh, when you breathe in and you make four steps, and then when you breathe out, at least you make six steps. As for me, I, I always begin with three, five, and then I enjoy four, six most of the time. And when you begin to climb a slope, uh, the number of steps will be reduced. Three, or two, three, or even one, two. And if you have a, a set of stairs in your home, make good use of it. Enjoy every step. One step for in-breath, one step for out-breath. I have a set of stairs in my hermitage, and during the last 35 years, I always climb like that. Every step mindful, every step joyful, every step free. I become a habit. I can I cannot do it other ways. Mindful, joyful, free. I have arrived. I'm home. I have arrived in the here and the now. My home is in the here and the now. And that is the first line of the verse. I have arrived. I am home. And you may like to use the second line. But using the first line only is fine. In the here, in the now, it's the same thing. It means I have arrived in the here, I have arrived in the now. I am in the kingdom of God. I enjoy. And the energies that allow you to stay in the kingdom of God, to stay in the here and the now, to be joyful, to be healing and to be uh, uh, nourishing is mindfulness and concentration. When you are mindful of something, you are somehow concentrated on, on that. Suppose you are mindful of the flower. You are so mindful of the existence of the flower. So you are naturally concentrated on the flower. And mindfulness and concentration are the kind of energies that keep us in the here and the now and allow us to enjoy the wonders of life in the here and the now. I have arrived, I am home, in the here and in the now. That is the address of home. I am solid, I am free. It's not wishful thinking. I am solid. It means I'm not being pulled by the past. I'm not full, pulled 
away by future. I am established shortly in the present moment. You are free. You are solid and you are free. Solidity and freedom, they go together. If you are solidly established in the here and the now, and then you are free from the past and from the future, they cannot pull you away. And in the Sutra, it is said that solidity and freedom, they are the two characteristics of nirvana. And if you are experiencing solidity and freedom, you have joy, you have happiness. That is nirvana in the here and the now. Nirvana is like the, king, like the kingdom of God. It's available only in the here and the now. Nirvana is available. And we can make ourselves available to nirvana by being mindful and concentrated. I am solid. I am solidly established in the here and the now. You can pull me away. You means uh, the, the sorrow and the fear concerning the future or the regret and the sorrow that can pull me away from uh, from the present moment and go to the past. I am solid, I am free. In the ultimate, I dwell. Or in the kingdom of God, I dwell. In the pure land of Buddha, I stay. There is uh, an image that can help us understand the last line. In the ultimate idol. That, that image is the image of a wave on the surface of the ocean. The fact is that the wave can live the life, her life as a wave. But she can learn to live her life as water at the same time. As far as the wave is concerned, there is a beginning, there is an end. There is a going up, there is a going down. There, there are ideas like uh, higher or lower than the other way, bigger and smaller, more beautiful or less beautiful. So if you are caught by the idea that you are only a way, you are caught by these ideas. Birth and death, beginning and ending going up and going down. But if the wave breathes in mindfully, she gets the insight that she is water. And once she knows that she is water, she enjoys going up, she enjoys going down. She is not afraid of beginning and ending. And that is the ultimate. The ultimate is God. The ultimate is Nirvana. And in Christianity, we speak of resting in God. In Buddhism, enjoy nirvana in the here and the now. If the wave knows how to rest on the water, she's no longer afraid. 
So in the ultimate is that. In the ultimate is that. I am touching the ultimate. I am touching the God. I am touching Nirvana with my steps. There are those who can walk like that and touch Nirvana with every step. You can touch Nirvana with your feet. Provided that there is mindfulness and concentration in your feet. And if uh, we as a Sangha, as a community of practitioners, if we sit down and breathe together like that, the collective energy will be powerful and it can help heal everyone in the community. And if we walk like that and enjoy every step, we make the kingdom of God available. We make uh, the pure land of the Buddha available in the here and the now. And the collective energy generated by the walking will help heal and nourish everyone. That's the wonder about the Sangha. Even a Buddha needs a Sangha. So we all need a Sangha because we can always profit from the collective energy of Sangha to heal and to nourish us. The energy of mindfulness and concentration that always bring in the energy of insight. The insight is that the kingdom is there. You are alive. Don't run anymore. Enjoy the present moment. to massage our feet mindfully and smile.
Dear friends, there will be some short announcements after Thai leaves the hall. And please keep your earphones plugged in for translation. Thank you.